Support for the Football Foundry is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. When you throw on goal and you're looking to score, be smooth and confident to find the back of the net, if you know what I mean. You can get 20% off your order, plus free shipping using the code FOUNDRY at manscaped.com. Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and Manscaped. I am James, I'm your host, and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Hello. Do you not always find that there's a little bit of Mrs. Doubtfire in me when I say yes, hello? all the time. <laughs> I literally thought, why is he going full Robin Williams again? <laughs> right. I do always... Get that vibe. Whenever I say hello, I always picture myself yeah, covered in that pie. Yep. <laughs> you know when, he, when he's got his head in the pie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quality stuff. Um, I suppose this week we best dive into the old uh, Champions League, Europa League, because there's a lot gone down in that this week. A lot. Uh, I mean, we've got the semi-final, at uh, the quarter-final draw, should I say. Uh, City v Dortmund. Sancho Derby. Gundogan Derby as well. True that. Anyone else that's been connected to the two? Uh, no, I think that's it, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. By the looks of it, City, if they beat Dortmund and Bayern beat PSG, they're going to have taken out all German clubs in knockout stages. <laughs> because they've obviously beat uh, brushy mush and glad back to get through to quarters. Then they've yep. got Dortmund, and if Bayern beat PSG, they're going to be the next people that City face. Yeah. So they'll take on all the German clubs, which is a weird, weird way for it to work. But I guess, guess it works. Um, do you see any issues for City, or do you think they're going to cruise through it? No. Or the way Dortmund are play, playing, I'd, I'd fancy City. Obviously, Dortmund's yeah, Dortmund still got some great. individuals in that team that should cause some. Issues for City, but yeah. City should be okay. I mean, I don't know if you saw Dortmund's recent game where Haaland stormed off after full-time wish, mm. whistle. Whistle. Yeah. <laughs> um, they went 1-0 up in early minute, and then they went 2-1 down, and then Haaland managed to get a, himself a brace and get him level. Um, but it wasn't enough, and it looks like they could be facing some... Uh, Issues with getting to the Champions League this season, so mm-hmm. he's not very happy, is Haaland, which also eggs on the fact about this Premier League move that everyone's banging on about. A lot of talk has so. actually been about Real Madrid the last couple of days, but he'll he won't be there after this summer, at the end of this summer. Yeah, I can't see it, far. especially if they don't qualify for Champions League because that's yeah. where he wants to be. He needs um, it. Yeah, definitely. Well, he's, he's dominating it a minute, isn't he? You've got to give him credit where it's due, and he's absolutely smashing it. Um, Chelsea, I think, probably got the easiest draw of the lot in facing Porto. Yeah, I'd go with that. Well, it depends which Liverpool turned up also. That could have been an easy game for someone, but yeah. yeah. You'd fancy Chelsea be Porto. True. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't really see too many issues uh, for Chelsea, especially where they're playing at minute. 
I mean, yeah. they've just knocked out Atletico Madrid, so that's that's a big one. Yeah. Um. So I think they should should be okay against Porto, but you never know. You never know. True. Um. Uh, Bayern PSG probably the the tasty one because obviously it was last year's final. Yeah. Now they meet in the quarterfinals. So which one do you see coming out of that? Still fancy Bayern. You still fancy Bayern? Yeah. I think it'd be a damn close one. Bayern. I do think Bayern will get through, but I think PSG won't just roll over and let it happen. Know. Wouldn't expect them to, but I think they'll be buying get through. And then we've got Real Madrid against Liverpool, the uh, revenge of Mohamed Salah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's going to break Sergio Ramos? Nope. <laughs> do you think Sergio Ramos is going to break Salah? Mm, more likely, more likely, <laughs> yeah. Out of all the fixtures, I think this one is the toughest one to to call because, like what you said, it depends which Liverpool turns up. But you could also argue that for Real Madrid this season. depends which Real Madrid turns up because they've been so hot and cold this season as well. Like, it's it's a real tough one. I genuinely couldn't call a winner in that. Draw. <laughs> both go through. Yeah, both go through. <laughs> yeah. Like on Masters, yeah, but... and we can't decide which... The final two should go through. You know what? Put them both through. Easy. <laughs> one play one leg, other play at second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By oh, the teams. God. <laughs> um, and then we got we got Europa League as well, and Arsenal got through. Man United got through, but Spurs, Spurs, you don't get through because two nil up in aggregate. You'd think pushed it, sit yeah. back, hold on to it, maybe nick a goal here or there. But nah, they got spanked 3 0. I can't remember what the guy's called that got the hat trick, but it was absolutely on fire. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Time. Oh. His first goal was beautiful. That top yeah, corner finish. It. I can't remember what he's called at all. Damn. But yeah, he, he smashed it. I can't remember his name for life for me, but he absolutely yeah. smashed it. Um, and yeah, it's caused a lot of. Possibly the worst performance from a Spurs side under Mourinho. Um, I mean, Lloris yeah. were quite vocal afterwards, weren't he? Saying that it were disgrace Definitely. and all that and just ripping into him. Rightfully um, so, they were poor. Yeah. They should have been. you apologising to fans. They went into that with a 2 0 lead from the home leg yeah. and they've just been absolutely turned, routed away. Like, against, no disrespect to them, but they're not any giant powerhouse of European football, Zagreb, so. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Poor. Um. And then we had Rangers, so we don't usually talk about Scottish football, but I mean this is this is quite a big, uh, big thing that happened. So first off, let's get Kimo Roos red card out of the way. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> what well, a way he, to get a red card. Nearly decapitated the player. <laughs> The the still image of that is just brutal. Like brutal. The front of his face, man. It's not even like the side. It's the full front of his face with a boot pressed against it. Like the force on that is just a joke. Yeah. Um. But then we obviously have to go a bit more serious now because Glenn Kamara. There was a whole um, alleged racial abuse from the Slavia Prague players. Um. A lot of people have put in a lot of different opinions on this because 
I think it's quite clear that it happened because it wouldn't cause it would wouldn't be, be taken this far if it didn't actually happen and it was made yeah. up. Hundred percent believe it happened. Um, but UEFA have got to do something quite strict on this now because usually they just hand out them pathetic little fines that just barely even scrape the bottom of a barrel. Pretty much. I don't know what I don't know what they would do though, mate. To be honest, I think I ban them. Yeah, I I I genuinely think ban them for a few years from competition, suspend the players that were involved in the actual incident for a, a quite a lengthy time. Yeah. And then produce a hefty fine. I'm not talking thousands. I'm talking like millions. Like something that's really going to damage the club because it'll hit the board, it'll hit the owners, it'll hit yeah. the coaching staff, it'll hit the dressing room, and it'll hit the management. Definitely like it's not just going to hit it's not just going to hit some little fraction of the club. You need something that's really going to impact this club to make sure that they're not going to do it again. And it'll it'll instill discipline into the actual club itself in, I don't know, do you think players need trained on racial awareness? Like, what? It's daft. Surely you're past the point of having to be trained, like, but it's just mentality of certain players that it's just ingrained into them. It's probably, probably been brought up with it. It's probably just the norm and natu- natural for them. And they think they still think it's all right. Yeah, crazy man. Well, something hefty needs done because that's yeah, it's it's ridiculous that players are still having to go through it. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. we had um, Rian Brewster had some racial abuse on social media. Um, who else got some? Fred got Fred some got after some. the FA Cup match. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous now. It's good that the players are actually speaking out about it and yeah. and making it public. It's it's just something serious needs to clamp down now because. Yeah. I mean, we've got Wilfred Zahar in Premier League that's refusing to take a knee because it's it's literally made no progress. Yeah. We had Celtic v Rangers, none of them took a knee. And and now it's got to the point where we took a stance by taking a knee to raise awareness for it, but now players are, are refusing to do that to raise awareness for it yeah. because it's not doing what it's intended to do, which is... It's, it's mad that it's got to that point, like... Obviously, me and you can't do anything sat here, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, at what point is it going to stop? Because it's ridiculous. It's every single week now. Whenever anyone has a bad game or someone yeah. someone loses the ball in such a stupid way that maybe costs a goal, anything like that, it's just what people turn to and it's disgusting. It is, mate. Um, but let's move away from that and talk about some FA Cup because Southampton smashed Bournemouth in the South Coast derby. Yeah. Um, here's a question for you though: If Southampton stay in the league, just because I mean they're, they're slipping down towards that point, if they stay in the league come the end of the season, but somehow go on to win the FA Cup, is that successful? Is that progress? It's a it's a successful season for them. I think they'd be happy with yeah. that. Yeah, man. I suppose it does give them the route into European football, which is what they were aiming for. Yeah, maybe in a way that they didn't necessarily expect to do it, but it's no, it's think, still what they were looking for. I think they'd be happy. They stayed in the league, and 
getting European football and got a trophy. Like, what, what else could you? What more could they ask for at the start of the season? Was to end up the season with a trophy and then be in Europe. That is true. That is true. Uh, two late goals from City helped them past Everton, who did actually look like they could have nicked the game a few times. But yeah, that's just Man City for you. Gundogan back at it again with the goals. Yeah, um, decent. Good result for them, he's, obviously. To get he's unplayable to at minute, Gundogan. Yeah, no, he's fine. Got to be in team at season. Got oh, to be. Has to be. Has to be. He's been relentless. Uh, and then Chelsea beat Sheffield United two 0 but let's not talk about that. <laughs> to be fair, mate, I thought it would, I thought it would have been more, but yeah, two 0 is like a win for you guys at the moment. So I've, I've got to give them credit. They they actually played like they gave a shit. Oh, it makes a change. Not not gonna lie. I mean, we had a makeshift defence. It was Jaggy Elker in middle, in between George Baldock and Ed, Ender Stevens. Yeah. So the back three was was a an absolute mess. Yeah. <laughs> but they did they did all right to be fair. I mean, Ollie Norwood he, he just doesn't deserve to be a professional footballer. I don't think. Um, he, his crosses can't beat a first man. Um, is he looks lost in midfield sometimes? Yeah. I think we should have just left him in championship, but we're taking him back there now. So I guess it's that's it's the ride that he's it. had. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I've got a, a, a gripe with Martin Keown because we're not Sheffield. I hate that. Sheffield United and Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Okay. Not Sheffield. It it really grinds my gears when commentary are like, "Oh, really, really good effort there from Sheffield." Like, no. Just stop it. It's not. It's not what we are. Okay, fair enough. Just say the Blades or or Sheffield United. Use our name. It's like calling Manchester United Manchester. Like yeah. it's it's it don't work like that. Like no, it's one or the other. Not. Yeah. Um. And Leicester. Speaking of Manchester United, Leicester beat Manchester United three one. And did you know that Leicester have appeared in the most? Is it FA Cup finals? believe it's FA Cup finals, but have won the least amount of times. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. It's crazy, that. Crazy. Um, But (laughs) that goal Mm. with Fred and Maguire. (laughs) God. Oh, they will not want to see that anytime soon because that was atrocious. Trying to play good. out from the back, and oh my god! I don't know what I know. Fred's not covering himself in glory, but I don't know why Maguire's passing it to him in that situation in the first place. There was three players around him. I thought, and just... I, I thought Fred had an overall very poor performance. He did, and I think that's 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 becoming an issue because he does go through phases where he has really good games, but then his bad games are worse than bad, and it it kind of cripples United. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's maybe something that needs to be looked at, but he does have some okay performances, but then they're followed by three or four really, really, really poor performances. And like you say, fair enough, Maguire maybe shouldn't have passed him ball at that point where he was, but I don't know, you paid 60, 70 grand a week or whatever, you'd be <laughs> booting out of pitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, use your head. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be able to do not with this. Bang, get it away. Not, not on my watch. <laughs> he's, he's, he's played Fred into massive trouble there, and obviously Fred probably could have hit his pass a bit harder backwards, but Ian Acho knew the, the only part where he could go was to back to Henderson, so he just gambled on it yeah. and he paid off. 
Tell you what, though, quick mention of Iheanacho, because he's stepping up. Yeah, he's absolutely on fire at the moment, Kalecci. I'm liking this new role that Vardy's got as well, because he's sort of sipping, sitting a little bit deeper, and he's got yeah. someone else to it running for him in Iheanacho, and Vardy's just sliding him in, and, and I, I like Vardy in that role. It looks all right in that role. Well, they're working, it's working well for the pair of them, so Leicester, I don't think they'll be planning to change it in them. That front two anytime soon because they're both playing really Definitely. well. Bardi should have scored in this match, but bar that, they both played really well. Yeah, can't fault them at all. Mm. Um, but it is City against Chelsea, and then we've got uh, Leicester against Southampton. Yeah. Who do we think is going through to the final? City Leicester. I think City Leicester. Yeah. Hmm. I think it, I think we might have a surprise, you know. I think Chelsea might do something to say. I mean, if if between now and then, because it's obviously not till April seventeenth and eighteenth, I think. Yeah. Um, but if Chelsea can sort out their goal scoring, because I mean they're solid defensively, but going forwards they're not finding the net as often as you'd think. Yeah. Um, but between now and then, if Chelsea can sort out their goal scoring, I think they could pull a number on say. I'll remind you of this conversation after the match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I do think Leicester will get past Southampton. Yeah. Um, quick mention of the Premier League games because the three that we've had, there were some corkers in there because West Ham against Arsenal. Wow. <laughs> West yeah. Ham 3 0 up, smashing it. Jillings in with goals again. Of course he is, man. Best player on the planet. <laughs> And then Arsenal pulled it back to 3-3. Yeah, crazy. Madness. Absolute madness. Like, you, you see that result and you think, oh, Christ, it just gets better for Arsenal fans, doesn't it? But with how West Ham are going at the minute, I'd consider that a good result as an Arsenal yeah. fan. West Ham are playing really well. They've had a real good season, so Arsenal yeah. haven't been the greatest in London Derby. They're away. They probably have taken a point before the match. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, big win for Spurs. Considering the midweek um, midweek performance, beating Villa two nil, yeah, got to beat them teams in and around you, aren't you? Absolutely. If you want to get a headway and claim that place as your own, you need to beat everyone else around you. Exactly. Uh, and then speaking of beating everyone around you, Brighton beating Newcastle to pile more pressure mm. on Brucey. But the board and Mike Ashley have actually said that they're planning to stick with Bruce regardless. Yeah, it cost, it'll cost um, actually too much compensation to sack him. And it'll probably cost out. pennies in his wages at minute as it is. That's what I mean. This is Bruce's dream job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how or why, but this is Bruce's dream job. Well, so yeah. I think he's more than happy to just stick at it. But it means, I think, Fulham, if Fulham gets some decent results together, because we've seen that uplift that Parker's brought. Um, if Fulham aren't playing that badly... Yeah, I think I think Newcastle are going to be ones that go down. Could I think Fulham have got what it takes to to get themselves out of this. Yeah, with the rise that we've seen in Fulham recently, definitely, I'd I'd have them stay up over Newcastle. They deserve it more than Newcastle because Absolutely. Newcastle have just gone flat this yeah. season. I mean, I know we gave them a bit of shit last season when Bruce was first appointed, but that's because <laughs> that's because it's Steve Bruce, but. Now, I think he's run out of ideas now. I think that bounce has gone, so he's sort of... I don't know. I know they've got a few injuries, but 
Has every team not got injuries? Every team gets injuries. So, like, yeah. I, I've not seen our back three that we've had all last season since the back end of last season. <laughs> so, that's why we're going down. <laughs> but it's good because it means no one will buy anyone offers. It's great because everyone's been shit. <laughs> so I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm <laughs> happy with that. Um, so we'll go to a quick ad break and then we're going to do some Should I Stay or Should I Go? So with the news that lockdown's coming to an end, why not get yourself looking fresh and ready for that big night out on the town? Manscaped have just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. Although we love our football, we've also got to love our balls. And I know for a fact that cutting your error while shaving is one of the worst things that can happen before a big night out which is why Manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer. Their engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. This is the Premier League of trimmers, a Man City, if you will. The battery will last longer than Phil Jagielka. That's right, 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave and get the style you want. With the waterproof technology, you can groom in the shower and with a cool LED light to help you see even clearer, you will not miss a hair. The thing that gets me is having horrible razors laying around the bathroom, but with the charging stand that comes with the lawnmower 3.0, it's much cleaner and easier to just pick up and go. With the discount code FOUNDRY, you can get 20% off your order at Manscaped today. Let's get that bush to tush clean. Not only do you get 20% off, you also get free shipping. So save yourself the ball ache. Get that 20% off using the code FOUNDRY at manscaped.com. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. So join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Make your testies their besties. Should I stay or should I go? So, we're back with England talk. Um, the, the squad has been announced for the upcoming qualifiers. Not quite the squad we were expecting, but given that humongous injury list that Gareth Southgate's had to work his way through, there are many, many, many players within this squad that shouldn't deserve to be there <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um we're gonna run through the squad and give us opinions on who we think should have been in instead of a certain player and why we think that certain player shouldn't be in the squad etc um okay. so goalkeepers henderson sam johnston and nick mm. pope with pickford injured i can't really find a fault with any of those three choices no I'd be happy with that. I'm happy with that. I mean, Sam Johnston, we all know, won't be going to the Euros because when Pickford is fair, Pickford will be going. Yeah. Uh, and Henderson and Pope will be the backups to that. Yes. And especially now that Henderson is actually playing regular football for Man United. Uh, I think he's really putting competition in for De Gea at the minute. I know, obviously, results haven't got quite gone the way in the last game, but you can't really fault Henderson for those. No, not at all. Um, so defenders, let's quickly run through these. So we've got Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, 
uh, Eric Dyer, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. So the one I want to start with is Ben Chilwell. He's barely played. Yeah, exactly. And I think Cresswell from West Ham deserves his chance. Um, he's yeah, I could. I can't really argue with that. He's obviously West Ham are having one of their better seasons they've had in quite a while, and he's part of that team. And he's always been a solid left back for them. And he's probably been worse is, players get games for England than Aaron Cresswell has. So is um is it goes under the radar a bit, Cresswell? I think for left back consideration mm-hmm. for England. Um, I mean Luke Shaw's going to start. He's got sure. to because Luke Shaw's been in form of his life. Um, but. I, I just think maybe show something to Ben Chilwell and say, like, look, you're a good player, but you're not playing. Whereas Aaron Questwell's playing every single game, so he's coming. Yeah, no. Like, that's that's how it should be for me. But like you say, since Lampard's gone and stuff, Cresswell, uh, Chilwell's hardly featured. So I don't think it was a a good choice to bring him. But, oh, well, it's South, Southgate's squad, really, isn't it? Yeah, man. Um. Next one that raises a couple of eyebrows is Eric Dyer because weirdly I kind of understand this and Southgate's love child. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like <clears throat> a lot of people thought Michael Keane should have been in it, but I think in an England shirt I'd prefer Dyer over Keane. Mm. I I don't know mm. what it is, but. I... <laughs> Every England manager always has that one reliable player that regardless what form they're in at club level or anything like that, they will always be in their England squad. Yeah. Always. And that that's just what managers tend to do. They have one player that they, like you say, like a love child that they just can't let go. And I feel like Eric Dyer is that one for Southgate because you look back at Eric Dyer's recent few years in an England shirt, he's played a big part. Yeah, man, he's got the winning penalty against Colombia. Like, obviously, it's probably highlights that I can think of top of my head. But yeah, he's been, yeah. he's always been there for the team. He's always yeah, been, he's been he's, involved he's never, quite heavily. And he's never let himself down, really, that I can remember. So that that was that was the next point that I was getting on to. Like, he's fair enough at club level. He makes mistakes galore, and he's, he's maybe not the most prettiest of players or anything like that. But in an England shirt, he doesn't usually put a foot wrong. Yeah. So I, I do kind of understand that. I've got in my notes here, I think Eric Dyer is that man for the waistcoat warrior. <laughs> so yes, that's why Eric Dyer's in okay. this squad. The next one, Reese James, don't even piss me off. Aaron Wambasaka all day over Reese James. Should have been, but Wambasaka is probably going to now start playing for Congo instead. So I think it'll be the last time he'll ever be in consideration. Do you not think he'll maybe sit out and wait till what happens with the Euros? No. If, and if he don't, if it's not included in that, he's gonna. Maybe, but I don't understand why he's not being called into this squad. I honestly have no idea because he's quality. It. And even if you don't want to use him as a right back, put him at centre back for Christ's sake. I've been screaming about this for like two years now. Just play the kid at centre-back, for God's sake. Go back to that back three. Yeah, Southgate does not fancy him, and I don't get it. Not at all. I I really don't get it. Like, it's it's bizarre. Like, personally, at the minute, I'd rather have Aaron Wan-Bissaka 
play an unusual role in centre half than have Harry Maguire play centre half <laughs> because that it's it just it'll be better at defending. Yeah. Um. Next one is Kieran Trippier. I, d- I don't get this. Maybe it's another one of the Eric Dyer sort of situations, but mm. Atletico are top at league, yeah, which is great, but he's been on a ban for God knows how long, so he's barely played football. Uh, he's definitely not been getting regular game time, so I don't know what, I don't know what you know, England are going to get from having him available because he can't be match fit. Exactly. Like, it, I don't, I don't get it. Unless he's going to try and shove him in left back or something. But we've got Luke Shaw Why? for that. I really don't. Why? I really don't. If, know. if, he, if this next England match he's tried to trip you at left back ahead of Luke Shaw, my he's God. done it before. He's played trip you at left back before, hasn't he? No, I know. But if he puts him ahead of Luke Shaw. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. stupid. Isn't it? uh, one big statement was obviously leaving Trent Alexander Arnold out of the squad, which was quite big, but understandable as well. Uh, but then. I don't know. There is other players that you could maybe argue that point with as well. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'd have maybe left Trippier, Reese James, and Trent out of it. And like, why are we taking four left back, uh, four right backs? This going to play all our game back. down the right hand side, mate. That's a good plan. Trippier. Oh, we've got three three right backs and two left backs. Um, but yeah, it just it don't make sense. I'd I'd have axed two of them. At least and taken. Uh, I think you only need four instead. full backs. Yeah, two for each position, two for each side. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't get why we all we always have three. I don't, I don't understand it. We always have three. An English it's squad should have two of every position and an extra goalkeeper. Yeah, three man. That's how it's always mm-hmm. been. So I don't get why he's got three right backs. Wasting a position. Backs. Yeah. Yeah. It's daft. Up onto the midfielders, we've got Jude Bellingham, Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, and James Ward-Prowse. There's a lot of um, a lot of there's fresh no, faces. Yeah, there's no there. established guaranteed midfield. starter midfielder in that. Yeah, I think Declan Rice is probably the guaranteed. Yeah, and he should be. Um, but start at the top of the list, Jude Bellingham. If Henderson was in form. I doubt Bellingham would even make it in this list, to be honest with you. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't see I wouldn't see Bellingham in it. Um Jesse Lingard, another one. I think if James Madison was fit, pushes Lingard out of this squad. Um, although he has been extremely good form. He is. He is, but He's probably in better form than James Ward Prowse or Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Easily. Give you that. So um And he has been quite reliable for Southgate as well, like when he has had him. He's got rid of that goal against Panama, mate. Top bins yeah. from Linz. Jailings. Don't mess about Jailings. No. Um Phillips is a bit of another one for me. I don't I don't know. Southgate's always picks him. Always picks yeah. him. Yeah, it's I don't it, I don't is, get it. He's a, a player. He makes it. He bo- He moves the ball quickly on midfield. He gets it off the fullback. He, he, I think he just likes his style of play, and he just fits his England style. So he always just picks him. Yeah, he's not a bad player, but there's better. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a bad player, but but Southgate likes Phillips. Likes him. Like he got called up. He got called up to the England squad when he was in a championship with Leeds. 
Yeah, and everyone was like, what about Grealish? <laughs> he got called up. Like, he loves him. <laughs> Gareth Southgate's number one thing when he took over was you have to be playing consistent football at the top level. And then he calls up Kelvin Phillips and was like, what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that that was that was backwards when he did that, especially when Grealish was smashing it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's in it. I mean, he might, he might surprise us all again. Um, like this, this is a big chance for those that might not necessarily make it to to try and force their way into that squad with how they perform in these games. Yeah, I think because like like you say that that entire midfield there they're in a guaranteed starter. No, so either, there's it? there's a big chance in that midfield for someone to uh, try and steal a place. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, forwards, we've got a lot of a lot of the usuals. We've got Calvert Lewin, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sterling, but then. Step up, Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think he's incredibly fortunate to get his chance because injuries to Danny Ings and Bamford, or you could even argue Grealish as well, because I, I think Southgate considers Grealish a, a left winger, doesn't he? For, for he the also England hasn't set Sancho. Sancho's injured though, isn't he? Oh, was he? Well, I know he played at the yeah, weekend the, the, for Dortmund. The, oh, did he? Yeah, oh. I'm sure he did. He said, I'm, I'm sure he said Harland. Sure. Um, I, I, just, I just know the injury list is an absolute joke. Um, but yeah, if, if Sancho is fit, yeah, he's he's definitely fortunate to get his chance then. Cause, um, I, but I think if Patrick Bamford was fit, he'd be in this squad over Watkins because I just feel like he's been in better form. But I guess Watkins have bit got a bit more versatility to his game as well. He could maybe play him on wing because of his pace. Yeah, he can he can play him off on definitely not onto a side. Hundred percent Watkins. Yeah. Um, but any other disputes for the forwards? Um, Calvert Lewin, Kane, Rashford, Saka, Sterling, Watkins. I think Sancho is injured, by the way. So I think you're right with that. But All right. looking at that. Ving's been injured as well. No, can't really no, argue it, can you? No, can't argue it. I mean, there, there was a there was a case for Greenwood, potentially. Yeah. But I think maybe after the last time, Southgate's maybe wanted him to prove himself a bit more than than a normal player would have to because of the situation of him and Ford against sent home. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ford improves himself week in week out anyway because he's just. A genius. How <laughs> um, will these players? What do you start in eleven be? Like what formation? Eleven for these. Jesus Christ. Because I'd be um, looking. What well, I don't know. Four two three one or four three three. I think. I think let's give Dean Henderson a start. Hundred yep. percent. Flat right back, back four with yep. Kyle Walker. Maguire and Stones with Luke yeah. Shaw. Yeah. Two oldie mids in Rice and Phillips. Who are we playing? Slovenia in it. Yeah. On Thursday. Maybe not two oldie mids then. Just stick Declan Rice in there as an oldie mid. I'd have Rice and Foden as the flat mid. Or to be fair, Rice and Ward Prowse. 
I like that. Yeah, that would be good. What, play 4-2-4? No, 4-2-3-1. <laughs> Get a 4 2 4 and go. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, what if we just did Declan Rice as a sole midfielder and then had five um, up top? Phil Foden, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, and Ward Prowse being the supply to Harry Kane up top on his own. <laughs> That would that cause happening. damage. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But imagine the service that would be coming in. Kane would be in his element. Jazz, <laughs> oh, the whole argument of trying to fit Mount, Madison, Grelish, and Foden all into a squad. Just do that. Yeah, Just yeah. play them four with Kane up Sorry, top. Sorry, it doesn't matter about Sterling or Rashford or anyone else. <laughs> No, it's sod them. We don't need no width <laughs> at all in our teams. No. All F- the Foden, Foden and Grealish can play out wings. Let them two crack on that wings and have Madison and Mount smashing it up in the middle. Mm, all right. Declan Rice just as a sole midfielder dealing with all the rest. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, I'd have Rice as holding and then... What did you say? 4-2-3-1? I think 4-2-3-1, yeah. Yeah, Rice and Ward Prowse. Um, and then Foden in the middle of the yep. three. Yep. <clears throat> and then, then Kane up top. And who are you two wide? Saka and Sterling for me. No Rashford? Not for the first game, no. I think get Saka in there, get him playing. Okay. Or maybe even not play Sterling, you know, because he's not featured that much. I think Saka and Rashford, why not? Yeah. Sterling really haven't played all that much for City recently. He's been getting rested a lot. So. Yeah, sod it. Saka and Rashford is, is two wides. Okay. I, like, I really like Saka. I honestly I love his. his um, his play, just the way, just the way that he is, he's so unselfish, and he's he's actually got a, a lot of creativity in him. So yeah, he's a good player. I like Saka. So someone, someone like Kane would absolutely love to have someone like Saka play with him. Be great. But I think Sterling's a bit too focused on the goals, and so is Rashford. So when you got Rashford and Sterling playing either side of Kane, it don't benefit Kane. Uh, I see what you're saying. So to have someone like Saka up front with Kane. That's why I think Grealish and Kane would be unbelievable together with Grealish on left wing. Um, that'd be quality. But Oof. yeah, Hopefully I'm, 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 I'm good with that squad. Would you Would you be happy with that lineup? Yeah, I'd be happy. It's a it's a, a fresh looking team, so I'd be happy to see I'd as many new to... faces as we could. Yeah, would would be all right. Um, telling you the Lingard, I mean, Lingard will start on Thursday. Net a hat trick, and that's him guaranteed. <laughs> done. Signed. Would they, here's, here's a point for you. You know, we said he's obviously got 18 games to prove himself, and he's yep. he's played like seven and scored 24. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do England games count towards that now that he's included in these squads? So if he gets, I, I think, like, I think it'll be a heavy bias on the England games. For example, if Lingard was to score again, assist, that's like times three on a Premier League game, like all right, okay. sort of deal. Yeah, so, I, I'll roll with that. So, so. He, he could potentially hit this eighteen quite quick then. 
It's 18 goals in 18 games. <laughs> Southgate likes Lingard, so it would not surprise me if Lingard, for some reason, starts on Thursday. It would not surprise <laughs> me. It, it wouldn't surprise me either, to be fair. Um, but sticking with England, we're going to move on to Foundry 5. And as mm. some of you might have seen on Twitter and Facebook, we are going to do a modern day memorable England moments because. So this is why we've gone modern day. Because otherwise, number one would have to be winning the World Cup. Yeah. And although that is the greatest England moment of all time, none of us were alive for that. So it don't make good listing. No. So we've done a modern day one. The furthest back I've gone is 2006. And what about yourself, Matt? Um. Well, when you said moderns, I didn't even go that far back, mate. I went 2015. <laughs> well, there we go then. So, so it's quite recent. So for any younger listeners... You might actually have recollection. What's the word? Recollection. 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 I can't say it. Um, <laughs> you, you might remember these moments. That's it. Recollection. Yeah, you'll you'll remember these. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Matt, you say you've only got four <clears throat> in your list yeah, so far. So, yeah. I'll start with my fifth, and then you can start with your fourth. Okay. Okay. Um, so my fifth in the list is so. <laughs> Oh. Got to also clear this up before I start hammering through my list. A lot of mine aren't good moments. <laughs> oh, mine are all positive. Oh, are they? All oh, right, okay. So we're gonna have like devil and angel sort of thing. Good, yeah. good and bad and that. Uh, but my fifth is Rooney's red card, two thousand six, with that accompanied with that Ronaldo wink. Oh. That was a big moment. That huge. Well, two thousand six. But to fair, one of the things I did think about was, it's not on my list because I didn't think we were going that far back, was um, England-Croatia 4-2 2004 when Rooney like, came of age. Yeah. That was... That's not oh. a bad shout. But... Um, what's your number four? Um, this is bad. I've not even got them in order. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go on this list. England-Panama. Just because... Oh, yeah, just because England never played that dominating. I know it was just Panama, but we can only beat what's in front of you. And the fact that in a World Cup game, we were able to score six goals was massive. for confidence. <laughs> can't got a hat-trick without trying. The worst hat-trick ever. <laughs> oh, um, so... I'll come back to that one because I've got I've got something that might that might slot into. So that okay. could be combined with something. Okay. Uh, but my number four is England getting knocked out of the Euros in 2016 to Iceland. Because <laughs> you can't you're forget sour, that. aren't you? Yeah, honestly, some of mine are some bad ones. My f- my f- I've got four bad ones out of five. Because <laughs> they're the moments that stick with your mom, I think, because the, the hatred. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just so poor. It was awful. And oh, that just got to me. Uh, my number three, just before you do your number three, is Zlatan's overhead kick. Jesus Christ, mate. What? I hate in England. Yeah, but these are the moments. When, when I instantly thought of memorable England moments, it's these that I think of because... I don't, I don't think about Zlatan scoring an overhead kick against Joe Hart. I do. Moment. All I see is Joe Hart's stupid you face. So, you're just got heading heading that That's ball. all you are. I'm a positive <laughs> guy. You just think of the worst. Make glass half empty this. Oh, I remember England's failures. 
Oh, you know what? The best moment was when Zukic scored in 2018. That was the best moment I've had for an England fan. That's you. No, the best moment was when Kane didn't square it. <laughs> we all know that's a fact. And he hit the post. Yeah. <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, 2016. Surridge's goal against Wales late on. Oh, that long. is a shout, that. That is a shout, because that, that was a good moment. Because that was 91st minute. Yeah, and against Wales as well. Yeah. It, that was a good moment, that. Because Wales actually had a good competition. They did. Um. Yeah, that is a good shout. That. Um. So my number two, this is what your your Panama game can fit into. I've just put the 2018 World Cup overall. Like what a tournament that actually was. It just brought the love back for England. Yeah, fair enough. You just categorised that one. Fair enough. I broke it down a little bit more, but okay. I, I see. I was going to break it down to the penalty shootout, but then I thought. But then you had Harry Maguire, slab edge, you had John Stones scoring all goals. Like, oh, it, mm. there was just so much going on in that World Cup. It's so hard to break it down. Like that game against Panama, it was unbelievable. Um, there were just there were just a lot of feel good moments in that World Cup. And that summer, even if you weren't a, a hardcore football fan, everyone was just in such a good mood. Yeah. It was great. So I just I just highlighted the World Cup in general. Okay. It was it was just such a good World Cup for England. Okay, fair enough. Um have we done your number two? What's your no. number two? Uh, Spain versus England. Oh, that is a shout as well, you know. Yeah. That was a good game. That in the Nations League. Yeah, first Nations League two thousand eighteen. Yeah, that was good that wasn't it. It was. Well, my number one, I don't know about you, but my number one's Lampard's ghost goal. Oh, my God. In 2010. Mate, that is the most iconic England moment in modern day era. That goal should have gone in. Change game. Yep. What's what's your top? Columbia penalties, mate. 2018. (sighs) Has to be, mate. The the thing the getting so close and Yuri Minas going late on to put us into extra time, then we'd missed the early penalty, so we thought we're going out, then Pickford save, then no they blazed Quadrado blazed, I can't remember, can't remember who did what now. <laughs> obviously Eric Dyer that we knew if he scored he'd put us through. Nah mate. Brilliant. <coughs> right, so let's start from top of the list. Number five. <clears throat> I've got Rooney's wink. Eh, not Rooney's wink. Ronaldo's wink and Rooney's I'm red I'm not going to back anything negative here, by the way. You're not backing nothing negative? Not a single nah. thing? Nah. Positive, mate. Not this negative shit. <laughs> so basically, four of mine are out the window. <laughs> yeah. Let's add your positive one onto my four and we've d- we're done. Yeah, but two of your positive ones are, are both are, oh, included fine. in my. Fine. <laughs> so we've got to have on? some, got to have some negative ones in there. Lampard's um, ghost goal can maybe have a look then. Right. And Zlatan's over five. No. Really? That yeah. that goal was an utter disgrace. <laughs> Ryan Shawcross on his debut. Mate, it says a lot. <laughs> Ryan Shawcross playing for England wasn't memorable. <laughs> Ryan Shawcross, he got one cap for England, I think. I remember, 
I remember coming to it and going, Welcome to international football, Ryan Shawcross. You can have Lampard's oh. goal at five. Lampard's goal at five? A ghost goal, yeah. None of this negative right. crap. Yep. So Lampard is in at five with yep. the ghost goal. So, number four. <laughs> so, from my list, we'll go for... So, you've got, you've got storage Panama. on you. Yeah, I've got storage on here, yeah. See, I think what we should do is, with my World Cup overall, put that in at number one. Oh, that's more negative crap going in. Yeah, another but... Shit, another shit one of us, oh, and scored a good goal not... past us. Oh, well Memories done. Memories aren't always happy, Matt. <laughs> England moments. That's a moment for Sweden when Zlatan scored another red kick from 40 yards. That's a sweet, memorable Swedish moment. It's not memorable for England. It is. I remember that very well. Thank you very much. Joe Atwee's ugly mug. I bet if you asked a a set of all of 100 people, your modern day memorable England moments, Latin goal would not be in any (laughs) by you. (laughs) Would not be on the list. There's no way Latin's goal is going on this list. Not a chance. What about Rooney's red card? More like, because that was actually an England player that's done that one. What about getting knocked out of Euros <laughs> to Iceland? Is mm. another one that I did actually want to put on the list. Rob Green. No, I'm not having oh, Scott Carson's laugh <laughs> against whoever as well. No, no, he's shy. <laughs> right, you can have... If you have an England World Cup as one, you can have, I'll give you Rooney and England getting spanked by Iceland. That's it. You can have those two but, and the rest of mine. Right, so hold on. So, I've given you three. Hold on, I'm going to lose either England v Spain or Sturridge goal against Wales here with that. Wait, hold on, hold on. So World Cup 2018 is as yeah. number one, yeah? It's got to be. So we've got Sturridge and we've got England v Spain. Yeah. Not decided what positions yet. And then we've got Lampard's goal goal. And then one of my other Shit ones. ones. Yeah. Right, okay. So I think if we're going Rooney red card yeah. or the Iceland one, that's gotta be in at number five. Number five? Okay. Yeah. And Lampard's ghost goal moves down a bit. Okay. Cause that's more iconic. That Lampard ghost goal is like such a talked about thing. Whenever yeah. it's bar and bounces in and goes back out, you've done a Lampard. Yeah. Or a Yaboa, but that's for older people. Yaboa goes in, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, true, it counted that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, I think that's that's such an iconic moment. Um, just in World Cup history, not just England history. As yeah. well, but, um, so I think, which which one would you rather go for? The, the Knocked Out of Euros or Rooney's Red Card? More recently, it'd be Knocked Out of um, Europe. Euros. Out 2016 to Iceland is number five. Yeah. Um. So what was your two? It was Spain match and Daniel Sturridge won it. Yeah. I, you're probably going to argue with me here, but I think Spain match at number four. Lampard's goal at number 
two. Firstly, then... uh, firstly, I'd have England versus Spain ahead of Daniel Sturridge. Oh, would you? Because I was in my list, he was ahead of Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. All right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So you want? I'd have Sturridge goal at four. Sturridge. The Wales, twenty sixteen, yeah. yeah. And then it's a toss up now. I do think that goal, uh, that that uh, match against Spain was a good game, but I don't know. Put your shitty Lampard goal at number two. Yeah. Are you actually rolling with it? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and then Mr. England beats Spain. Yep. <laughs> Nations League. Sweet. So, after much debate, <laughs> our foundry fives for modern day England moments are number five getting knocked out in 2016 Euros to Iceland. Number four, Daniel Sturridge's goal against Wales in the 2016 Euros. Number three, England beating Spain in the Nations League. And number two, Lampard's ghost goal in 2010. And then number one, the World Cup fever overall in 2018. Just so so many moments from that you could pick that were just... You could do a top five from that World Cup alone. For an England point of view, yeah, you could stretch. Like it out. If it's not, if it's not Harry Maguire getting his nickname, if it's not John Stones' match where it's just, just unbelievable, if it weren't Kevin Trippier's free kick, that moment, that was a big moment. That yeah, it was. Um, the penalty shootout, just there was so much, so much going on in that World Cup. Just a feel-good factor. It was great. Um. But I was going through the same thing like you. Were. I was trying to break it down, and I thought there's, there's too many to to pick from, so I just did it as as the full thing. Yeah. And then when you started listing them all off, I was like, "Hold on a minute, <laughs> I've got something that trumps that." Um, but yeah, that's that's as that's as Foundry Five for this week. So, are you happy with it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, are you, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, okay. Um, so what's happening with should I stay or should I go? We have got twenty players our twenty-three in our squad. Now obviously a lot of fresh faces in this England squad are present, so they will more than likely play. Meaning after the three England games that are due to be played, we will be picking three players from said England games to put in our squad. If we find more, we can do more, but we'd obviously have to pull people out of the squad to fit others in. So, I mean, there could be a big overhaul coming, but we're going to have to wait and see how we get on because we might even lose all the games yet. Yeah, you just never know. <laughs> you just don't know with England. I mean, that would be another memorable moment to put in, wouldn't it? <laughs> just didn't qualify for World be. Cup. <laughs> could have could have done the, the Euros 2008. <laughs> Could have really gone to town. Wally with a brolly. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but that is everything from us this week. 
So if you would like to get in touch and you would like to keep up to date with what we are doing Foundry 5 wise, you can do so by heading to our Facebook or Twitter. At Footy Foundry, Footy Foundry. Huge. Oh, no. No, not quite yet. Go check out the Beautiful Game Network, who are our partners, by finding them on Twitter. At BGNFM. And a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They're the official scarf provider for the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at... Roughneckscarves.com And get yourself free shipping plus 20% off your order at manscaped.com by using the code... Foundry? Yeah, at checkout. Uh, do make sure you get on the ball with that as well because it's only running for March. So you have a total of eight, nine days. Well, nine well. days to get yourself uh, 20% off your order plus free shipping. It could be on anything as well. doesn't have to be on any of the big packages, anything like that. You can get yourself whatever you fancy off that website. Uh, just use the code Foundry and get 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, but that is everything from us this week, Matt. So would you like to say tatty bye? Tatty bye? Tally ho! <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. And we'll be back again next week. <laughs>